0: big announcement presley Poe and friends is back 2022 april 2nd april 3rd in the state of maryland um, we have presley coming in and her friends her jacob Kahn, lisa Carello, patty plymeyer also known as queen of the south trevor moots taylor fade so again that's April 2nd and April 3rd. April 2nd we're doing a like a happy hour with a with a demo from all of our artists and then they're going to come and do a mix and mingle so you'll be hanging out with all the artists that evening. April 3rd is a uh, educational filled day. We have a la carte classes that are available. Um, Jacob's doing a, a couple hands-on classes. Press is going to do a vivits class. Patty is doing a hands-on braiding class. Lisa Corello is going to show you all that you need to know about textured hair. And Trevor Moots is doing his amazing barbering. Um, all the, all the information is available on Presley Poe and friends.com. Um, big shout out to our, our, to our sponsors. Of course, the uh, Sharon and, and Charles Riser, the Temple Paul Mitchell, which is uh, in, in Frederick, Maryland, which is where we're going to be uh, holding the event. Prof Beauty. Once again, they stepped up so we could uh, help support you guys They they stepped up for uh, shadow presley poe um, we have the handsome app if you guys haven't downloaded the handsome app it's a must they're going to be covering of uh, the weekend and they have some incredible giveaways um, that are coming up that weekend if you're going to be at the show handsome has shares that they're giving away they have brushes they're giving away blow dryers that they're giving away um, they're giving a lot of stuff away that weekend big shout out to Hattoro Hanzo uh, shares they uh, they're, they're gonna they're one of our sponsors they're gonna be um, uh, in, in collaboration with the Handsome app they're gonna be giving away some shares and of course our friends at salon scale salon scale um, they always step up for the industry and you know just big thank yous and once again uh, thank you for stepping up for the industry so again April 2nd April 3rd Presley Poe and friends.com all the information is there trust me you're not going to want to miss this live in-person event. Um, come back to school with us, y'all. Hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey. Of course I sit with my boy, Tony. What's up, man? What's going on, brother? Well, we're not in the same room, but you know, we sit together. We sit together in spirit all the time.
1: Yeah, that's that we do that we do.
0: Yeah, so i um, listen, man. Uh, we're having a conversation today that I think we, we we've all had question about, right? I know certainly since the first of the year, there's been you know some some different changes and some different things to consider, you know, since the first of the year. Um, again, we brought on we're bringing on our dear friend Miss Michelle Cook, um, who's a uh, who's, uh, and for all transparency, she's our own CPA, both for hair industry and. Um, certainly my family CPA. So, um, you know, now that that that's out of the way, we can kind of get, uh, get into the conversation, but, you know, we've since the first of the year and I don't want to put any words in Michelle's mouth because I, I, I want to hear it from her, but since the beginning of since January 1st, like some things have changed with some of the cash apps.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I've always had questions in the back of my mind in the sense, you know, do we do it? Is it, I mean, what kind of liability? I, I don't know. I don't have any clue. I just accept it because that's a easy way of maybe receiving a tip or receiving payment. So I, you know, I have no clue on the tax laws on any of it.
0: Yeah. Um. I. I yeah. <laughs> well, I want to get into that. So uh, I mean, let's let's just jump right in. How's that sound, Tony? Yeah. Since we're not the experts here, let's bring on the expert. So, yeah. uh, so Miss Michelle Cook, our friend, our our mate, and, and everything else. Uh, welcome back to your day off.
2: Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Absolutely. So, Michelle, you've, um, I mean, again, as our personal CPA, um, you've, for the last year or so, like prior to 2022, you were like, Corey, stop with the Venmo app. Stop using the Venmo app. So that was, so can we kind of get into that? And then I want to kind of move the conversation forward to like what changed on January 1st?
2: Yeah, so... There's always been, um, it's been more of a legal issue with Venmo because you can have a personal Venmo account and you can also have a business Venmo account. But that's but of course new, you pay, right? say that again?
0: The business Venmo is, is, is
2: somewhat new, right? Isn't that like over the last six months or something? Uh, it might be over the last year or two, it's, but it is, it is more recent because it used to be that you could only do personal. And then that's at the point where it was like Venmo was a no, no, because you're breaking the terms and conditions of the app. Then they came out and said, "Okay, we've actually got a a business one now, so you can do that. But then, of course, you're paying merchant fees and people don't want to do that.
0: Merchant fees, that would be like uh, similar to like a credit card fee? mm
2: -hmm. Although I would say Venmo's uh, merchant fees are a little bit less than credit cards, which is cool. So I guess before it was more of like a, a legal issue of breaking the terms of service with Venmo. <laughs> For me, um, just as someone who looks not just at the financial side of things, but in terms of like scaling business, I haven't really loved all of these cash apps, Venmos Cash App, like whatever it is, uh, simply because I Believe in implementing systems in your business that will work when you have ten clients and when you have five hundred clients, because when you put a system in place in your business and you get your clients used to it, it's fine when you have ten clients. You know, it takes an extra minute, whatever. But when you have five hundred clients, it's a different conversation. And so, for me, that's been I think the thing that I haven't loved about Venmo is that it's not a point of sale system and people were using it like it was. And so what do I mean by that? Like when you have a regular system like Gloss Genius, like Square, like Vigaro, the the main ones that we see in this industry,
0: they're tracking information. You forgot Schedulicity, Michelle.
2: Oh, absolutely. How could I have forgotten (laughs) Schedulicity? So, but what I mean by that is these systems are tracking who the customer is, what retail they've purchased from you, uh, frequency of visit, sales tax collected, the services that they're utilizing. So there's all this other like data within a point of sales software. And a lot of people were just taking Venmo and then not putting it into a point of sales software. And they're losing all of that information, which is very important. So here we are today <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and my general recommendation at this point is continue to use your point of sale software. If you're going to be using these payment processors, but make sure that you put it in as a cash transaction so that uh. you can still collect all of that data and you can get your you know payment through whatever app you're going to use um of course obviously i would recommend the business versions i want everything above board and legal so that's that's the history mm-hmm. that's where and we've yeah. been with venmo
0: and 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 I remember when we talked um, uh, personally that, you know, the problem with using Venmo, um, not using the business app, but with Venmo is that then it becomes a real pain, you know, either for your accountant or for yourself to go like, okay, this was a business transaction and, oh, this was a personal transaction and just, and just, just the, you know, pain that that, that, that that can be. And, you know, to do that every three months when you're paying your quarterlies or to do that at the end of the year, you know, you've just wasted a day.
2: Yeah. It's an absolute hassle. And I think, you know, as a, as an accountant or someone who's doing a bookkeeping, Venmo's always kind of been a thorn in my side because, unlike Zelle, which will you know come through as just its own individual transaction, Venmo holds a balance within Venmo. So, I eventually, I say, okay, cash that out. I get a five hundred dollar deposit in my bank account, but that's actually twenty different transactions of you know people who have paid me and I've paid them. So it's not very clean on the bookkeeping side when you have one transaction that comes in on the bank and it's actually a bunch of different transactions in the background. So as an accountant, that's why I don't personally love it.
0: And and, hold on, but so you're, you're specifically talking about Venmo, but some of the other cash apps, they will, they, they separate a little bit better.
2: Yeah. For example, Zelle, anytime there's a transaction, it just comes through your bank account as that one transaction. So the Zelle itself doesn't hold an account balance for you.
0: Got it. Got it. And like, cause Venmo is almost like a bank. It's almost like a weird, it's a, it's own bank, right?
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Okay. Now, again, I'm, I'm going to talk about personal conversations that we've had here that just, so I understand a little bit better. So you, you recommended to me that at, as I'm paying my, my, my lease, or as I'm paying my rent, that Zell's the way to do it. Is that because it's a real clean transaction as opposed to Venmo?
2: In general, I just like Zelle more than Venmo. That's just that's really a, a personal preference thing. In terms of tracking, it's a lot easier because Zelle transactions come through with the name of who you paid on them. Uh-huh. Like a, a Venmo transaction comes through, and it just says Venmo. So then you've got to like log into the Venmo account and pull a statement and try and like back into it. Um, so it's it's just not as clean. Got and it. like I was saying before, I really encourage systems that are going to make your life simple and scalable and so it's just one of those things where it's like yeah you can do it that way but now it's going to take a lot more time and be more frustrating
0: right and i mean and if time is money then you're paying for that you know that 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 that, that frustration with time uh, okay so what's the big news that happened january 1st we saw a couple people talking about it but i'm, I'm still not clear on what was going on or what's happened.
2: Yeah, sure. Okay, let's just talk about 1099s in general. That's kind of the big news is the 1099. So in general, if you pay someone by cash or check for services over $600, then you're supposed to issue them a 1099. That's the general rule. There are some exceptions, but there you go. Now, merchant processors, credit card processors, like, you know, also PayPal, Venmo, all these other apps, they have had different requirements for issuing 1099s. It's called the 1099k. And it was $20,000 of transactions and 200 transactions in a year. So the threshold that it took to get a 1099 from a merchant processor was a lot higher. And now it's much lower. <laughs> and so I think that's what people are like, oh, wow, now I'm going to get a 1099. Okay, yeah. But if you were already claiming that income, literally zero difference in your life other than now you have an extra paper to give your accountant. But uh, let's be real. We know there are people out there who were you know, maybe taking payment through Venmo, not claiming it on their tax return. And now they're upset because they have to or they're going to get caught.
0: So that's so it's it's six hundred dollars to be clear. So it's six hundred dollars per app. Right. So so meaning like so Zelle going to give you one when you reach the six hundred dollar threshold. uh is going to give you one or PayPal or or whatever. But I, here's where I'm a little like. Just just help me. Clear me out or help me out. So they're they're issuing you a six hundred dollars. If six hundred dollars goes to the account, like like I'm a little confused. Like if I if I'm paying Tony rent, let's say, and I pay him more than six hundred dollars, then I issue him a 1099 because that's a transaction from my account to his account. Well, I mean, isn't Venmo just the middleman? Well, like, okay, like like even if I issued it through t- if I issue Tony six hundred dollars through Venmo over the course of a year, then Venmo's just the middleman. So do you kind of get what I'm saying?
2: Oh, absolutely. But here's the thing is that when you issue a 1099, notice how I said it's because you paid it by cash or check. But if you pay through a merchant processor, you don't have to issue the 1099. So now, like it used to be like when they weren't charging fees or whatever that, okay, that's not like a real merchant processor but now the liability of issuing the 1099 is on the app company and it's no longer on you so it actually relieves you of a 1099 responsibility which is kind of nice oh that's kind
1: of so so say i collected you know twenty dollars fifty dollars a hundred dollars um but i just left it in there and then it's a over 600 when i went to go have a deposit and say it's $750 into my account, do you get issued the the 1099 because it's over 600, the value, even though there are a bunch of different transactions? Or is it one transaction over $600?
2: So it has nothing to do with when you are depositing it into your bank account. It's just transactions that go through that app. And it's within a calendar year from January 1st to December 31st. If there are more than six hundred dollars of total transactions, it doesn't matter individual transactions, just in total, then you're going to get a ten ninety nine k. And
0: ooh, I'm I'm so confused by this. Like like let's not talk about like a business to business transaction. Or let's not talk about a business transaction. I mean let's say like I don't know my. I pay my daughter for dinner, you know, for a year, which could, you know, easily be 600 or whatever that is, you know, for for whatever. So are are we being taxed on that money that we're just kind of handing over to like family members or, you know, Tony and I go out to dinner and we split the bill? Are are we being taxed on that money as well?
2: No, because personal transactions aren't taxable events. And I think that's the importance of why you have a business Venmo and a personal Venmo, because when it's a personal transaction, there's there's no tax implications there. It's just when it's a a business account. And I know there are people in the background that are like, okay, good. So that means I can just use a personal account and I can use it for my business. And then I'll, you know, circumvent all of this stuff. Obviously I don't recommend that. Um, But it's Venmo is cracking down on people that are using the personal accounts for business transactions. And it's, not really that hard for them to look into it and see, you know, um, that, hey, this person has like a high volume of transactions. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the you know, normal people between friends and family don't have a high volume of transactions coming through. So they are uh, cracking down more on that as well and forcing people into business is that, accounts.
1: Is that because the IRS is cracking down on them?
2: I would think so. There's also... You know, there is risk when you are processing business payments and that's why the merchant fees exist is because they're there to protect you um, in terms of, you know, if you don't have bounced checks anymore, (laughs) like, and the reason why is because we've, we have these systems in place that are stopping things like that from happening. And that's, that's really what the merchant fees are going to is like this payment's coming through. And or, hey, this was illegal activity on my card, refund it, that kind of stuff. You know, you go to your credit card company and get that taken care of. Like, that's why we pay these merchant fees is because we're getting all this added like insurance and protection on the back end.
0: Got it. Got it. Um, All right. I'm getting past like it, like the, like the personal transactions. And, and so, I mean, but it's still 600 bucks, right? I mean, I listen, there's no doubt about it. There, I don't think there's probably a hairdresser alive that's working that, that if, if you're not taking like um like Venmo as for tips or something like that. Um, And I know a lot of, I know a lot, a lot of salons, Um, you know, they're, they're kind of going away with credit card tips. Um, Like our friend Brian Nunes said, you know, his, his fee, his, his, credit card fees alone were over a hundred thousand dollars. Um, you know, when you're between taxes and, and credit card fees. So a lot of companies are getting rid of, or a lot of salon companies are getting rid of, of tipping on credit cards. So, you know, obviously the, the easiest and the next thing it would be to do to use like Venmo or something like that. Um, so anyways, I guess I'm just trying to process that, but as long as you're under 600 bucks for the year, so you have about five apps that you can use to, but it's $600, uh, to no, uh, one
1: transaction.
0: no, 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 no. It's $600 over the year. So even if it if you get if you get you know ten sixty dollar tips within that year you're still going to be get issued that ten ninety nine it's not one transaction it's it's an accumulative there Michelle what do you think about um something like Tippy nothing this we're gonna make this a Tippy commercial or anything but what do you think about something like Tippy that's kind of kind of like that 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 gray area between like a Venmo app and 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 credit card fees
2: yeah I think that is a little bit safer um I. Tipping and uh, and an employee-based salon is like the one thing that does cause me a little bit of heartburn with this new 1099 situation because it is going to show up as a business transaction. But the problem with that is that as the employee, you have to report your tips to your employer. The employer is supposed to pay payroll taxes on those tips um, and they come through on your W-2. So now we have muddied the waters and employee-based salons when the stylists are getting their tips through Venmo because we're reporting them on the W2 and then the stylists are also probably going to get a 1099k. So now that is not my favorite outcome. Um, you know, as it's an messy. accountant, yeah, I have workarounds for it, but I don't like it. I'll just say that.
0: Wow, I didn't realize that. So they're supposed to so, even if you get a cash tip you're supposed to report that to your W-2 and then you're in the, I mean, to your employer and then your employer is supposed to pay payroll tax on that.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Okay. Can we talk about something else? And, and, and if you're no expert on this, or if you don't understand it, then, then, you know, we can, we can slide through it, but like, isn't there a rule where restaurants owners are not paying, they're not paying, is it the payroll tax
2: on tips or something? There's a, a FICA, FICA is the payroll taxes. There is a FICA tip tax credit that restaurants qualify for, but salons do not. And where the logic is, it's beyond me. But yeah, it's kind of frustrating that um, restaurant owners get this benefit where they don't have to, but salon owners do. Um, I find it especially frustrating that salon owners don't get that benefit because typically salon owners are paying more than minimum wage. (laughs) Like they're actually paying a proper wage in the restaurant industry generally servers are making less than minimum wage and then their tips pop them over that point and then obviously like if the tips aren't popping them over then you know it's the restaurant owner's responsibility to true that up so everyone is making minimum wage but it's just interesting to me that in an industry like the beauty industry where the wages are already above minimum wage that they're also not getting that break because they're already taking care of their employees more like they're they're not relying on the customers to take care of their employees. Does that make sense? That
0: makes complete sense. And I mean, just a big shout out to PBA, because I know that PBA, they've um they've been they've been lobbying. I don't know, for 15 years or something, trying to get, trying to get the exception, you know, for, is, is that the right word? The exception, the exception for, for the beauty business. um You know, I know that, that ever since the restaurant thing, they've been on it, you know, and they, and they were hopeful that during COVID that they could kind of like push that through, um, you know, slide that through on a bill, the way these things work. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I'll just recommend everybody out there, you know, support support PBA in in this mission for this and and you know to go back, you know, our friend Brian, um, you know, between his taxes, his FICA that he was paying, and his credit card fees, you know, in his in his own salon, it was over, you know, a hundred thousand dollars worth of worth of fees for him, and you know that that's a lot of money for a business to 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 have to eat, and again he's paying that or you so if you if you work in a w2 salon your salon owner is eating that without and i don't know of any salons that aren't paying you your ten dollar tip when you get one you know they're not taking that fica out um from you so you know you go give them a hug because it, it's costing them a bunch of money man to sure for you is. to be able to accept tips
2: yeah i mean technically speaking if if there is that ten dollar tip like payroll taxes are paid equally by the employee and the employer. So the employees are paying their portion of the payroll taxes, but the employers are also, it's just the frustrating part about the paying FICA on the tips is that you have zero control as the owner as to what your employees are receiving in tips, because it's completely up to the customer as to what they pay. So that's kind of this thing is like, okay, you've got this tax liability, with zero control over how much it's going to be and also zero benefit to you as the employer. So that's like the, the tricky piece of it. Um, and then add on that credit card processing fees that they pay if the tip is coming through the mm-hmm. credit card. I, I get it. It's not great. But <clears throat> I mean, to all of that, I would say that's the reality of what's going on in the industry right now. I don't like it for sure. It should sure. be lobby to fix it. Absolutely. But we also just have to deal with like what the reality is. And that means like, you've got to get get your pricing right, because you know that that's an expense that's coming. So make sure that you've got your margins in place so that you're not up a creek.
0: Right. And, uh, and also uh, make sure that you have, certainly if you're a business owner, or if you're a so, I'm, 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 i re-qualifying sweet owner. If you're a sweet owner, if you're a business owner or whatever, you know, make sure that you, uh, you have your QuickBooks and your, and, and all your, your, your tax, um, uh, um, or your bookkeeping, uh, software, um, up to date. I know that, um, it, it's helped us tremendously as far as, I mean, just as easy as like taking pictures of receipts and, and not, and not, and forgetting about them. Right. Like it's been such a great thing. And, um, Michelle, can you talk about, um, I know that you have the QuickBooks, uh, well help us out. Is it a class or or what is it? You have a like a quick book advice kind of thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I do have a course specifically for beauty professionals called Beauty Bookkeeping. Um, as much as I would love to help every single beauty professional out there, where you know we only have so many hours in the day, and I wanted to create a resource where Anyone in their career, whether they're first starting out and just have a a few clients or whether they're more experienced and just want to get a better handle on their numbers would have a place where they could affordably get education on how to work QuickBooks, but then not just that, but like actually then using the numbers to mean something like, okay, now I know what my profit is. So how do I pay myself? How do I know how much to save in taxes? Um, you know, are, are my numbers in line with, what industry standards are those kind of, um, you know, basic financial questions that, you know, I think most people just live in wonder <laughs> from day to day and aren't really sure. So that's what beauty bookkeeping is, is, um, teaching you QuickBooks so that you can pay yourself consistently and never be surprised by a tax bill again.
0: That's awesome. And how, um, how can, how can one find your course?
2: So uh, check me out on Instagram at small business CPA. I've got a link in my, uh, link tree over there and be Perfect. happy to answer any questions in the dms awesome Michelle, you're I, amazing
0: dude yeah i was gonna
1: say i mean i could speak on behalf of of Heristry and and my family she's she's been amazing she's really uh, helped us a lot so anybody listening if you guys have any questions or need help she is the man she is the woman
0: the, the woman, woman.
2: She is the you guys are the best thank you
0: <laughs> michelle thank you dude thank you and you know also thank you for getting up you know uh, so early in the morning i know we're a few time zones away so we appreciate that as well thank you and just thanks for always being available to uh, to our listeners and, and any kind of questions um you know certainly when we release this if, if you have questions you can either dm us and you know we'll consult michelle or you can just dm michelle um uh, uh, straight away uh, what is it again michelle what's your what's your what's your instagram At Small Business CPA. At Small Business CPA. Michelle Cook, thank you very much. Thanks for hanging out with us. And thank you for joining us on your day off.